up? What up? Puerto Rico, baby, let's go. PR <laughs> moves on. Let's go. <laughs> I hear the music playing in the background. Yeah, the, the, that's a weirdo. <laughs> I don't even know what they be saying, but you know, <laughs> shit just sound good. <laughs> Fucking almond joy ass. <laughs> now, oh, congrats shit. to Puerto Rico, man. Let's they go. definitely moved on. I don't know what stage. I have not been following. The, I think the, uh, the quarterfinals world. now. Is it quarterfinals? Yeah, quarterfinals, yep. I know they got their ass whooped the other day by Venezuela. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> Dominican Republic went down tonight. That was a good ball game, too. Yeah, man. man. A lot, yeah, lot, lot, lot of stars on yeah, both sides. Yeah, and DR has had their number the last few times, man. Right. So it's it's uh, it's exciting to watch. Yeah, I think they lost to DR in the final and the last WBC. Okay. And then maybe even the time before that. They're, they're two-time runners-up in the World Baseball Classic. Really? I want to say they lost both times to DR, maybe. So... Yeah, it's cool to see them get 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 past uh, DR this time, but it's always loaded with talent. I mean, half of Major League Baseball, I feel like, is Dominican. Dude. So, <laughs> so. But no, I mean, even on the Puerto Rican side, man, oh, man. there was a lot of play, a lot of, a lot of studs, familiar man. faces there, man. So good for them. That's some stuff. So yeah, shout out PR, man. Let's go. Let's go. Next, let's take this thing home, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Carpet Footprint Podcast, episode 136, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is Juan, and I'm Sean, and every week we get together, have a few drinks, talk about things going on in the world, try to focus on things, make it an impact, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise, hit them with the deliciousness of the day. Woo, let's go. This shit is delicious, and I think I done forgot the name of this bitch already. <laughs> I think it's a spicy pineapple paloma. That's it. That's let's it. That's go. it. Let's go. <laughs> spicy pineapple paloma, people. This shit is amazing. Uh, it started off almost too thotty. And then we turned it around. We we fixed it. <laughs> we fixed it. And, and, and now it's flaming. <laughs> Smoky. It is amazing. So uh and Sean hit this. We did uh you did three mint leaves, a slice of jalapeno, squeeze in a little lime wedge, uh, throw in a little bit of the ancho, ancho verde, the poblano liqueur, and you muddled it yep. on the bottom of a glass, then fill the glass up with ice, put in a shot of tequila, um, fill it up just below the rim with pineapple juice and then splash a ginger beer of course because because that's what we that's do what we it. do <laughs> and uh if you haven't been listening yeah, yeah. we ginger put beers ginger beer and everything if it ain't an old-fashioned <laughs> it's getting ginger beer in it that's how it shit rolls <laughs> the, the new name of this shit gonna be ginger and oat right that's <laughs> the, new, <laughs> the ginger and oat podcast <laughs> But yeah, man, that shit is delicious. It and is amazing. Then, and, then, and then the garnish. And then garnished it with uh, two jalapeno slices and some mint leaves because you need, you remember, you got you got taste with the nose first. And it's, uh, this awesome. This is so good, man. Yeah, this this one, this, this one hits good, man. And then, and for my tequila drinkers out there, you know, the next morning, you're going to be feeling just fine. Yep. You eat great, man. It, it's so good. And like always, bro, the Terramana delivers, bro. Yeah. Damn, dude. I feel like this is the go-to tequila now. I've seen so many people now who just get Terramana. Really? It's crazy. You know, it's, it's it's done with, like, even with, like, 1800, a Patron used to be, or, like, Jose Cuervo. You know, everybody at their party always had, like, the, the tequila. Yeah, just throw in there for the that, shit is, that shit is like gasoline oh, now. Oh, that bro. shit is unleaded. <laughs> but now I feel like everywhere I go, the Terramana's become, like, the tequila of choice, man, for mixing, for I mean, drinking by itself, like, everything, man. So At the price point, man, you, you it's, can't, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat, man. It's, a, it's actually, like, legitimately a good-tasting tequila and... Like you said, and at that price point, I go, I, very few things at that price point will you drink by itself. And this one, man, it's so good, man. It's, yeah, it's and even never for people that I know that, that like don't like 
necessarily the tequila taste. Um, this one doesn't have that strong tequila taste. Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. So yeah, man, shout out. So so spicy pineapple poblano. Go through it one more time. Paloma. Paloma. Ah, poblano. See, I we fucked it up be, already. It should be poblano. Spicy pineapple paloma, damn it. Pineapple <laughs> paloma. The SPP. The SPP. So take a glass, throw in your three mint leaves, a slice of jalapeno, lime wedge, squeeze it in there, throw it in, put the ancho verde liqueur, muddle it up, fill it up with ice, shot of tequila, a little bit of pineapple juice. Then finish it off with ginger beer and garnish with the two uh, slices of jalapenos and the mint. Did I get it all? I think so. Let's go, damn it! And, and then, we'll no, have it online. And too. then if you if you're if you're the type that like so so we do we did it in a rocks glass. Mm-hmm. Um, do it in a taller glass if you want to taste less of the liquor. Yeah, just, just, yeah, right. Put more pineapple. And just put juice. more pineapple juice. Uh, more ginger beer. If you want more spice, yeah. more yeah. So it works on so many levels, bro. This is good, man. This this one slaps. It's amazing, bro. We got we got we got to back up over here for when we get yeah, low. Yeah, you damn right we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hit him with the carbon footprint. Listen, my, my carbon footprint this week, bro, is this. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the whole Silicon Valley bank collapse. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that man, and I, I, the reason I picked that is because I think this is going to have ramifications across banking, across crypto, across um, interest rates, just money in general. Like the fin- the whole financial sector, I think, and you're starting to see it. Ever since uh, the SVB collapse, uh, yeah, another bank has like collapsed. Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley Bank. Bank. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, so Silicon Valley Bank has been around 40 years. Uh, collapse, oh, wow. and then Signature Bank followed. Uh, New York shut down Signature Bank just because I think they were Oh, I didn't of, see that one. Yeah, so Signature Bank followed because uh, they, they were going to have a, a similar run. And so New York shut it down. And, of course, like the, the federal the, the deposit, whatever, the FDIC takes over, and they start to sort of, um, of manage the bank from that point on and make sure that the people who have deposits in there are sort of taken care of. But, right. Um, but but I know if you if you invested in those banks, yeah. you lost. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the stock crashed. Uh, and listen, like I we can go into the. There's so many layers as to the why this happened, which is always interesting because like, I mean, long story short, at the end of the day, investors started. They went on a, what's called like a bank run, which means everyone just starts taking their money out. And so because they take their money out, the bank doesn't have enough cash to sort of meet that demand, and then. The reason this happened is because, uh, like so many things, like first off, the interest rate hike really affects banks, especially someone like uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, banks, you know, they don't, I think federally used to be, they only had to keep 10% of deposits on hand in cash, Okay, whatever that. So with that, uh, uh, you know, through COVID and through this like massive sort of online environment and, and this this cash influx that they were getting from all these tech sectors, banks started investing their money. So what they, uh, in other things. And so, you know, obviously banks take your money, make money from it, like usually lending it out. But one of the other things that they did was they get bonds and they, you know, in this case, like treasury bonds. And so SVB had a lot of treasury bonds. When interest rates spike, those treasury bonds sort of become less valuable. Um, and the other part is that when interest rates spike, then obviously there's less lending. People start to go delinquent on their loans eventually. Like it, it just, it, it isn't good for like the banking sector. Like you would think interest rates spike, but these guys are making more profit. But inevitably what happens is people borrow less money. Right. And then the people that did borrow money at those high interest rates, you you get a, a higher uh, sort of um, rate of delinquent loans. And so then banks start sort of shoring up their balance sheet to cover these losses. So anyway, uh, just not get too technical into it. So what happened here was a lot of these regulations that sort of kept banks from being able to get themselves into trouble, uh, mainly the, the, the Dodd-Frank thing that was passed after the collapse in 08, 
uh, was repealed in 2018 by that administration. And it's almost like if that stayed around, they could have sort of it probably could have saved this bank. But that not being in place, the interest rates being higher, all this stuff sort of leads to this um, panic. Uh, you know, like one rumor comes out. And so because of this, these guys have less cash. When people start withdrawing money, they're forced to sell a lot of these bonds at a loss. And so they sold uh, at like a $1.8 billion loss. Yep, yep. Uh, and so these unrealized losses, which is basically a loss on paper, but until you actually sell that asset, it's not a real loss. So these unrealized losses become real. And because of these losses that they had to take, people, you know, the, the people read it in the paper, they panic, they start taking their cash out, they can't meet the demand, and suddenly the, you know, the government has to step in and basically shut it down. And then, wow, man. yeah, man, so it's it's all it's just like domino effect of all these things that sort of led to this over time, especially for a blank that's heavily reliant on venture capital, and I think more than fifty percent of the tech companies in the U.S. or in the world have deposits with SVB Bank. There's something like nine or eight out of 10 of their deposits are significantly more than the federally insured rate of the 250K. So they're not dealing with like, you know, everyday, you know, mom and pop. They're dealing with these massive tech firms who have- And apparently these guys, though, this bank made, like crushed it in like 2020 and 2021. Yeah, because what happened in 2020, every- all tech of those companies, all so tech companies, yep. startup companies. Yeah, and so what happens is, is people make decisions during those times of like good- I mean, no, I think we're all guilty of this and every sector is guilty of this is that the good times, people tend to think that the good times are going to last forever. Right. And so you make these really short sighted decisions. And if you took a look at the macro economy at the time, you knew inevitably this is going to blow up. Right? right. Like I think whoever made their decision was probably if they had taken a step back and went, oh, wow, interest rates are starting to go high. This and that. Like they probably would have made a different call. And it's in hindsight, it's always 2020. Of course. But I think you wouldn't have taken such a short-sighted, I think, approach to, to to those investments. It's like this whole thing where you just think you're you're gonna get, you know, the well is gonna get filled forever, and and who's not to think that, right? Tech companies. I think a lot of us thought after 2020, there's no way tech goes like it doesn't slow down, it doesn't get smaller, and, right, right? And you know, I think we're all prisoners of the moment, and yeah, man. Inevitably, again, this whole series of decisions led to this bank collapsing, but because this bank collapsed, other banks are starting to follow suit. And it's funny, man. Some of them only follow suit because of the panic. Like it's literally because Ooh, people wow. are taking money out. You know, it's like it's like what drives stock prices, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's panic, it's emotion, <laughs> and so a lot of it is that. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm, what I'm curious to see is what does this do to banks and the cash that they keep on hand for these runs? You know, you saw something similar with um, places like Robinhood when some of these crypto investments were going were spiking and people started cashing out, and then Robinhood suddenly didn't have the cash to meet right, that demand. Right. Or so they say that they did. That's not why they shut it down, but that is absolutely why they probably put a pause on right. on being able to sell and trade. And so I, I think this is going to have a significant impact across this sector because um, it, it, this can only happen so many times. I think now we have this was the second largest collapse after Washington Mutual in in oh eight oh nine, and now the third one was Signature Bank. So it happened a couple of days That's later. Crazy, Someone else will follow suit. And, you know, a lot of rules are going to change. You saw Bitcoin take a run because now people start to sort of go, oh, maybe this is the way to go. Right. Yeah. Other coins, the altcoins start to lose value. And who is it? Is it uh, uh, Naval Ravikant? Isn't he like the big mm-hmm. entrepreneur dude? He has had, he's on record by us saying like, they're like there's, there's only like two two banks. It's like the central bank and crypto. And crypto. Yeah. And like that, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's, that's it. And and I think if you're a believer in that, this sort of like cemented it and people run away with it. If you're already skeptical about assets like that, it probably did the thing. See, how could your money possibly be safe in crypto and not in it? You know, if you're the traditional big institutions, 
you love this because like Bank of America, I think saw something like 15 billion in deposits just today or yesterday. Really? Yeah, because people are taking their money on and going, where do I go? And you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the big players, the almost the two big to right, fail, right? Like, right. So you're going to go to the B of A's, you're going to go to the JP Morgan Chases of the world. You're going to, so, you know, those guys are going to make out really well, but this is going to have like this ripple effect across the financial sectors. There are things that there are going to be unintended consequences of this that, that it's going Here's to be the other thing, though, man. Out. I want to say like a week before this shit happened, mm-hmm. this, didn't the CEO sell like 4 million shares or some yeah. shit? Yep. Right? Yep. And it just goes, you know, like... That also led to the panic. Like, why are you selling your right. shares? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And it's like, obviously, the guy knows more than everybody else, right? But, at, at least as far as that company's concerned. Yeah. But should you be allowed to do that, bro? I'm sure and then does that does back. that beg the question of just like maybe if you work, maybe you're not allowed to invest in the company that you work for. I think the issue with that is what if that stock was given to you as part of compensation? True, but maybe you get away from that. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to. You know find what I mean? Where method. it's like you know, it's it's almost like baseball players being able to bet on games that they play in. Yeah, no, for sure. And and usually what you have is a scenario where that stock is restricted in a sense. So it- what you have is like, there's a time frame where you are and aren't allowed to sell it. And then there's like, I'd be curious to see to your point how this plays out because this could be looked at as a form of insider trading because you're trading on knowledge that, dude, it, the insider trading rules are, are, are pretty like tight and it's just a matter of like, do they want to go after him? Because you essentially have to prove that he knew Right. And so he made this move because he knew. And so it's hard to prove that he didn't know. But then it's also just as hard to prove that he did know. You know, like you have to like it, it sounds obvious, but you have to go. Okay, yeah, it what, seems, it seems, it very, seems obvious. very obvious. Right. But then and now you have to go that he that he sort of acted and you don't even have to prove that he was malicious. It's just did he sell the stock because he knew that something was coming that was going to sort of tank the value. And if the answer to that is yes, but you have to prove that that's why he sold it, then yes, he can get hit. But yeah, like, I think you're I mean, to your point, you're right. Like, do you does this change another unintended consequence? Does this change? the compensation packages for executives like a CEO to this because like you said should you even be allowed to do this or should yeah, there be a limit to how much you can sell and I, I think there already is but I think you almost you almost should do like a you know you can still give compensation in other ways um, obviously you want the CEO um, you know one of his incentives is to is to uh, you know increase the value of the of the mm-hmm. company's stock so I don't you know but I, I don't know, man. I, I almost go just give him cash up front. Yeah, I think I think the 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 other part of this is that the cash throughout it also puts a burden on your cash flow. And so if you're giving them cash either throughout or as a sign on bonus, giving someone shares, it's almost it defers. It you defers, have to pay that right, out for right. a while. And so like I think. For uh, so financially, it makes sense. Yeah, from a company absolutely. standpoint. Yeah, 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 and and it depends on the size of the company, right? Because some companies, you probably are better off just paying them in cash. And if you're and if it's at a time where you're cash flowing really high, okay. But now you have to think of do do you what do you set him? Do you pay him as a sign on bonus? Do you pay him over time? And what incentive does he have to make good decisions if he's already just getting that money? Like during as long as he's employed. Yeah, I guess. And so, so like it just yeah, it's a tough. It, it sucks, man. It, it, I'm sitting here and I'm and I'm almost thinking like, well, maybe you go. We'll give you, you know, I don't know. We'll give you the 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 cash value and that's equivalent to X amount of shares. 
at this later date. Yeah, maybe like if yeah. you like almost like a, like a like a target base incentive. Yeah, maybe you treat it like a trust fund where it's paid out in increments of like, hey, at year five, we're gonna pay you X amount of the value of the stock. Right. And year and you, set, put, you, know, you just yeah. pay it, you pay it in cash. And, and you if, you want, cash. if you want to buy stock, knock yourself out. But based on stock yeah, value, know. yeah, yeah. No, I don't disagree. Like that, that because, dude, and I think we've had this conversation on here before. Stock price and compensation being tied to that motivates a lot of bad behavior on not well, only on yeah, Wall Street, but, but why would do Enron? Uh, some of the, I mean, just look at every single like major company that you've had where there was some kind of shady shit going on. It's always tied to someone's compensation because like, people are going to act based on how you motivate them, right? And so if you motivate them on this, there's going to be sort of like questionable. And, and listen, in this case, I don't know that it was a malicious decision, but it definitely like. Just don't look right. Of. It's just, yeah. I mean, him selling that definitely doesn't look right. Yeah. But but the things that led to them, it's also like, uh, uh, just bad business decisions too along the way. Like like, and then him selling it looks really shady, you know, because obviously he knew it was coming. So it, it, and and it also hurt the stock Al- price. Allegedly, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Sorry, we 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 too we too broke to get sued already. For, <laughs> the Carbon Footprint Podcast is worth zero dollars. <laughs> You can have all of this. We got just as much money as SVB, though. <laughs> we still operate. We still, we still operate <laughs> under our own will. The government ain't take this over yet. <laughs> so yeah, I'll cut. I'll cut. I'll, I'll get out of my financial nerd thing right now. I just put y'all through. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm so curious to see this play out because I mean, just right there, like, like, like we didn't even. Like I, I didn't even think of that. But again, another unintended consequence. Like, does this affect executive compensation? Like, time will tell. Does this affect you know how you divvy up stocks or how you pay that yeah, out? It definitely or, you know, ain't the first time, yeah. man. But no, but, but I feel not. like we've seen this enough to go. Hey, maybe there's maybe there's another way. Listen, people will act on how you are incentivizing them in every way, shape, or form. Like, you and I have both worked in corporate America. You can you can put this down to the department level. A department or the department heads or anybody, their behavior is directly linked to how you are sort of incentivizing them to perform uh, good or bad, right? And it's usually based on money. And it's usually based on money, right? Or lack thereof. And so, and, and you know, some sort of accountability tied to that. So, yeah, I, I'm really curious to see how this is going to play out. I'm really curious to see, like, what happens to, to Bank of America and JPJ. Like, do these guys just become even bigger because they're, they're getting this influx of deposits do do these mid-sized banks now sort of just fall by the wayside or are they stricter because you have a lot of these niche banks that that lend to specific sectors yeah. you know uh i don't know that, that goes away but the, do they start to sort of like you know tighten their belts and yeah yeah i don't know it's gonna be it's it's gonna be cool to see it play out it's also crypto like we saw the the run on bitcoin we were talking about but also the altcoins have been delisting uh, or certain uh sorry um trade platforms have been delisting like altcoins and things like that because i think people are learning like these things are going on a run like a dogecoin and the shiba and all this stuff like it's really putting a stress on on cash for some of these guys when when people are cashing out when these things do go on these runs and like we saw like a group on reddit can manipulate the stock market so it's uh yeah i haven't seen any of those lately have you no no i haven't but the financial sector has learned some really shitty lessons over the last 18 months (laughs) man or i shouldn't say shit they've learned some lessons about the vulnerabilities that have always been there and people just sort of like turn a blind eye, like yeah. to your point on even like the stock thing, 
wonder what that what if we're finally going to be at this point where does the government have to step in and now put regulations on Fuck certain man. things yeah and, and, and do and, we want to leave and, it up to right them? i was <laughs> gonna say man, anything run by the government is inefficient yeah and sorry i went 20 minutes on banking so <laughs> if you're not asleep yet <laughs> <laughs> all right man so my cover from another week is going out to chat gpt Woo. part four let's go <laughs> So, ChatGPT4 is here, people. Um, if you guys have not gone on to this ChatGPT shit, you, you need to. Like, oh, God. you know, when, when ChatGPT, so, so the one that was, that is available to pretty much everyone right now is, is, is run off of ChatGPT 3.5. Yeah. They just don't have it. They, they, that's not in the name. Right. It, they just call it ChatGPT. Well, ChatGPT4 is next iteration, and this thing can accept not, and not only text, which, we now right now it's all it's all text prompts but it's going to accept text and image and then eventually video yeah yeah heard it could it will edit like we could literally edit this podcast ask it to cut it down and do it for <laughs> us and yeah <laughs> and then you can even through text prompts you can have it create images audio and video yeah um one of the tests that i saw uh the shit built a website based on like a loosely drawn image like a working website yeah, like a work <sighs> yeah dude um microsoft bing which we know um is running on chat gpt mm-hmm. it, it's using the four. Oh, it is yeah okay. it's, using it's funny the i've started now. using so, bing now for have you my, for my searches yeah 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 i mean it, it, as you should um it can take in so so like the chat gpt that we have today or that we had um could take in i think like three thousand words yeah this thing can take in and output 25,000 words. So it's exponentially better than what was already out there. What was already out there was really And this good. was in a matter of, at least from a public perspective, a few what, months? A few months? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And so here's where I was like, this is, it's huge. Um, and then as a parent with, with kids in school, my, my initial... I think my initial reaction to JetGPT was like, fuck, like, should I show them? Because, like, I got one dude that will take every shortcut in the book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this will just make his life so much easier. Like, he'll just start, oh, I'm going to write my paper in the next 30 seconds using ChatGPT. Yeah. Right? And so they, I, I was sort of, like, conflicted where I go, man, I want them to know about it, but I don't want them to, to, to I don't want this thing to do the work for them. But this thing is now entering the workplace. And so they have a name for, like, if you know how to use ChatGPT really well, it's mm-hmm. called prompt engineering. Really? It's fucking jobs That's for this It's shit, a new man. job. And it's like... Yeah, the one it replaces creates. Right. Yeah. I even saw, um, oh, what is his name? Uh, uh, v- Vishen. He, he's, he's, he's an author. He's the, he's the, he's the owner of uh, Mind Valley. Oh, v- Vishen, V-I-S-H-E-N. I forgot his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he runs Mind Valley. Dude, he put a video out on on Instagram where he was like, "I'm not hiring writers anymore. Like, I'm hiring people that know how to use ChatGPT to write and edit material because it's way shorter." Yeah. And then he goes on this whole like few minute kind of spiel about um, about how he's using it in in his company and stuff. At the very end, he goes, this entire spiel, other than the personal uh, stories that I told about my family, was all written with ChatGPT. Wow. And it was like a, it was like, it was like a good four or five minute spiel 
on what he is doing. And again, he, he was able to kind of throw in some personal stuff. But it sounded very much like, you know, something that he prepared, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But fully I mean, prepared. He did. He did. But yeah, yeah. He did it with that. He was in text prompts. And yeah, dude. Good. And so I'm going like, now I'm even going like, okay, these dudes are going to need to know this. Like yeah, our you, kids are going to be at a need to know this. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. It forces uh, education institutions to, or academic institutions to teach differently. But that is you have necessarily to a bad thing. You have to you change. Have you have to evolve. And maybe this is what they needed, right? Maybe, maybe we, you know, we've complained about the, the, the academic system for a long time. It's like maybe something like this is what was needed. It's like you have to now teach me to not memorize. You have yeah. to teach me to learn in some way, shape, or form, like at some capacity. Like it's funny, man. I would even think inputting prompt to this is is a skill in itself, like you said, because you have to know what to get in. Do you ever work with people and Usually it's an older like demographic, and they're like, "Man, you're so smart!" And you get an answer because you Googled something, oh, and they yeah, didn't yeah. even know. And I and I tell people this all the time. It's like, don't uh, you know? Like I I work with people and stuff where they're just like, "Well, I just Googled it," and I'm like, "Don't underestimate that because you knew what to put into Google." I mean, I think my generation takes that for granted. Yours probably too. It's like because we knew that, or we know sort of for the most part what to put in, but it 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 used to shock me. It doesn't anymore. How many people don't know what to even input in Google to get an answer to something. Yeah. And so Dude, when I, when I took quick story, man, when I interviewed at a, a for a corporate job mm -hmm. and it was for a technical position, which is what my field is in. Right. So I was asked like, you know, how's my skill set on, I think it was like SQL. Okay. And I, and I go, ah, oh, you know, like I know very basic. And then the and then the guy told me, "What well, this job might is, is oh actually no, this job is gonna need you to be better at SQL. So like, how will you handle that?" And I go, "If I don't know it, I'll Google it." Yeah. And the guy looked at me and he kind of gave me the, mm, "Yeah, you're yeah, right. You're right. You know." And and you know, wrote right down this paper, and I ended up getting that 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 job. Um, I'm sure it wasn't based off of just that, but I remember saying that, and then kind of questioning myself of just like. That's really what I am gonna do, but I wonder how this guy's gonna take it. As I was saying it, and um, and and he had the reaction of just like, hmm, yeah, you didn't yeah, bullshit, yeah, like do that show all the time in Excel. Like people, when you work in finance or like accounting, like people, are like oh, you're so good at Excel. It's like I don't memorize those formulas, bro. I just Google it. <laughs> like I, it's like okay, the skill is I know what to put into Google. To get right. back the appropriate sort of videos and tutorials and, this and all is that not stuff, not going to be any different. It's and just this more is it. exactly. So you're still going to have to know what's the input, and so that's where the opportunity for education lies in, right? Is like how do you teach someone what's the input, like the common sense, the yep. you know, just enough to. So I, I think it you know forces education to do different things, and yeah, it isn't necessarily bad, man. Because when you said it, I had that knee jerk reaction of the fuck, you can cheat on everything. Do you keep it away from your kids? Blah blah. But it's like they're gonna get their hands on it anyway, and now you're gonna put them at a disadvantage because the world that they're gonna grow up in, dude, it's the same world that I grew up in, where it was like you're not always gonna have a calculator, and then long and behold, I graduate from high school, and suddenly the iPhone's out right after the blackberry and then androids are out and then the smartphone just takes over the world and i'm yeah. like and i got like, a calculator in my head not only do you have a calculator you have a fucking dictionary yeah. and encyclopedia and you know it's like everything, everything that a you ever computer wanted stronger than the ones that put men on the moon 50 years ago in my pockets right yeah. now so it's like it, it, it it's this is like that right this is the next iteration of that thing of like you're not always gonna be able to do that well guess what i i am i'm gonna have literally 
not only the answer to everything, but literally the I'm gonna have the employee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the 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 service provider is in my pocket because yeah. they're just gonna be able to. I saw that that they took because of the word the the character limit is higher now or the word limit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw 000. them put entire contracts in, and basically, you know, the prompt was like, you know, here's a contract. What parts are sort of this? Like, uh, am I at a disadvantage in or whatever review? And the thing pointed out like holes in the contract, and then even suggested a rewrite. And so, bro, if you're an attorney or if you're like, I've worked with legal departments all the time. If you're an attorney, if you're a paralegal, why wouldn't you use this? Like, and them who are bombarded, who are reading 40 pages, um, you know, maybe they're skipping over certain sections because they're less important than others, but putting this in and then it's just, it's just pointing out, oh shit. Yeah, cool. I'm, even if you don't have it, rewrite it for you. No, but you can, if you have it kind of point out to like the, maybe the blaring things, maybe you still have to read it, but if you go, Correct. this thing saved me, shit, cut down my time in half yeah. and I'm grateful. And you're, yeah, you're great, bro. So it, and then eventually, bro, the scary part is like eventually it'll replace the need of that person with that knowledge because yeah. you just keep putting in the new rules essentially, right? And it just... Because it's, it lear- as you keep feeding it it's information... AI, it's AI, bro. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's AI, so yeah. it's learning. Dude, but then do you become a legal prompt expert and then a financial prompt expert and then is there a tech prompt right. expert? Is that You know what I mean? Like, yep. because like, I wouldn't know what to ask it from a legal perspective maybe or from a tech... No, or no, from a tech, very true. Yeah. So like hey, those positions... I don't think it's necessarily like a, a loss of a job rather than it's a creation of a whole new set of jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, it's like a, a it's a trade-off, right? Like you're going to lose some for sure and then you, you're going to gain additional jobs in the sector. But, dude, more than that, screw that. It's just, as humans, man, we're capable of so much cool shit like... What does this do where you where you give someone maybe who doesn't have the resources or capacity stuff to, to pull off or the time or, you know, like if if you have an idea in your head and you don't know how to code it or whatever, like what opportunities does this create that otherwise wouldn't have existed for someone as easily? Right. Like they could have oh, put yeah. the work into it. But now it's like what things are born from this? that wouldn't have never and I, you know we may never know the answer to that but it's like what app you know is born of this what what next amazon or what next twitter or what you know facebook whatever is born from something like this you know what what you know genius you know the next elon musk like comes out of because he knew what to put in this prompt and solve right. world problems that maybe you know because now you're you have a collection of everyone's information and knowledge and you know like everyone's brain right like so if you're if you're someone you know people like elon musk are contributing to this and like alex friedman and whoever like now you get these collective ideas where if i can put these puzzle pieces together to solve a how do i make a better lithium ion battery or what you know like right, these things are right. going to just start becoming more I think just attainable. It's yeah. Just, yeah. And I'll tell you, this is one of those things where, you know, humans dream a lot, mm-hmm. right? All of us. And there's a lot of us that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people that, that, that go, you know, follow your dreams and, and whatever. Like we dream of some crazy shit. And then a lot of us don't, don't, don't ever reach those dreams. Yeah. But I think something like this will allow you to get to places faster. And then those dreams start to go, okay, now I got what's next? What's next? What's next? Because now I'm able to get there faster. And then check them off and then yeah. keep going. Absolutely, man. Dude, I don't know about you, but uh, you ever dreamed about a, a teacher diddling you? <laughs> <laughs> or I think one. Or, <laughs> you one? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I ever had that. I don't think so, but I think what I did have was when I do see them diddling kids now and I see the pictures of the teachers, I'm livid. 
Because <laughs> I'm like, I, I wonder if that was the case then. I just didn't think so. Like, if that's an age gap thing. But I, I, I think Ooh, back on teachers I, I had uh, now, and I don't think any of them were good looking. So, yeah. And I've looked back at like, you mean you have school pictures and yeah. shit, right? Where you go like, it, the, no, none of these. Yeah, like, none of no. They, they're just like I remember them. Yep. That's what I'm saying. So I think about now, and I'm like, nah, 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 not good looking. But I see these teachers now, and I'm like, what the fuck? I used to think it was that. It was like, oh, they're closer in age to me, so maybe this is why. But they're like, oh, so and so diddles like a 16 year old boy, and I'm like, motherfucker, bro. No, all they wanted to teach me. So what did you like? Uh, what, 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 did, what did you come? What did you come across? Uh, you about the story about the cafeteria lady? It's cafeteria lady. Yeah. yeah, the cafeteria lady uh had a, a what a long term relationship with this. um Was it long term or was it just read, the picture? I, I did read an article. I Wait. think it was like they were so so. What's her her, her, her okay. name was Andy Rosafort. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in Connecticut, in New Fairfield, Connecticut, and uh she's a thirty one year old lunch lady, and she started sending pics to one of these to one of these kids. Yeah, like new pics, like this fourteen year old kid. Okay. So, bro, I got two, I got two fifteen-year-olds and a and a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, and so, Listen, so your fifteen-year-olds are bigger than me, bro. <laughs> they're they're probably my height, if not tall. They, no, they, they haven't they haven't reached me yet. They're big, man. Yeah, they're getting they're they're they're, they're, they're getting tall. Um, but so this chick starts sending him nude pics. Um, eventually he has sex with them. In like in in her in her SUV, like kind of like stalked them like to a party. Is this and the then, one that like, had sex with him over three hundred times, or is this the other? Oh, there was no, another. Okay, that. okay, okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. That might be her. I don't know. Wait, I, 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 I didn't while you see do that. Three, I, I didn't look. see it three hundred times. Um, but face, she's facing felony charges, and then um, she was released on like a hundred thousand dollar bond. But the, like the boy, again, this is one of those things, man. With like the double standard. The boy wanted it too, yeah. Like let's let's be clear, right? This is not like, and and again, you you could say like, well, he can't he can't make the decision, but oh, yeah. but are we, you know, are are we saying the same thing if he is having sex with another fourteen year old or a thirteen year old? No, no, somebody in this age group, right? Like yeah, he, no, no, of course not. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. So like, guys, like guys, even at that age. Even if it's an older woman, that's just more of a, it's more of a fantasy. It's more of a, like, we're not, we're not shying away from that. We think that's dope. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Me, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, we're not, uh, the, you, you definitely, I'm definitely not acting like a victim in that case. No. No. And then, yo, I would probably be mad at my mom if she tried to press charges. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, like, thing like going, I bro. went over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know how many schools I didn't shoot up because this lady emptied me out? <laughs> You know how little aggression I had because she took care of me, bro? It's like, listen, guys, we are... Listen, I think people underestimate the power of a nut. (laughs) There's a reason. a lot of clarity. It really does. There's a reason post-nut clarity is a thing, bro. I think it makes us significantly more reasonable, rational human beings. There will be less wars if dudes are just busting nuts. But the problem is is that there's a lot of pent-up dudes out there who just getting mad for, and this teacher she's doing the lord's work bro that's <laughs> one less violent kid out there uh but there's another one of the situations where i'm like shit like that never happened to me <laughs> bro <laughs> first of all there wasn't no fine lunch ladies no and this bitch wanted me to learn the quadratic <laughs> equation like the fuck 
<laughs> Show me how to unclip that bra. <laughs> Dude, do you remember the lunch ladies that used to serve you lunch, man? They were fucking atrocious. They were, <laughs> they were horrible. Bro, some of them were missing and they, parts. And they, were fucking, they would all wear the hairnets and shit. Mm. They were usually overweight. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was oh. nothing attractive about it. I never heard in the history of my <laughs> school time, yo, did you see the hot lunch lady? Bro. That never, not never. Oh man, bro! Like yeah, a lunch dude. This one was a cheerleading coach uh, from and, Oklahoma. Oh, the other one are you talking about? The other one talk about the one that over three hundred sexual encounters with the same student. Oh, uh, wow. She was forty five year old cheerleading coach. Listen, you and I probably wouldn't give her the time of day. Fifteen year old me would have been like, "What? <laughs> Yo, three hundred? You gonna let me play with the pom poms?" <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I wonder if it was 300 separate encounters yep. or was it just 300 like times they had sex? No. Oh, no, no. Times they had. But uh, uh, the corner of this is 300 separate encounters. But yeah, like what are you counting at? Like if I meet once and we bust three times, is that three encounters or is that one? Yeah, I would think that's, that's I would think one. it's one. Yeah, that's that's what I would think. So how old is the kid? She had sex with student 300 times. Uh, I think he was 17, man. 16 or 17. Well, 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 I'm telling you right now. I lost the part where... And then how long was, that, was it going on? Did they say? For like a year and a half. Uh, 27. And I think he didn't report it. The... I'm trying to... Where the fuck is so it? You think about it, bro. That's... At, at, at a year and a half, I mean, it's not, it's not once a day, but it's fucking close. Yeah, it's close. I can see that. Yeah, it's fucking lost. Yeah, dude, but, yeah. But, but I'm just saying, like, almost daily. Yeah, dude. He, he She said, you'll never forget this before their first sexual in- interaction <laughs> while he watched a soccer game. Checks out. How <laughs> 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 uh, and the vet has since been fired, blah, blah, blah. She was 45, and she was a part-time employee at the school. The victim was a sophomore, bro. So, okay, so he's a sophomore, so that means he's- 15, bro. He's 15, 16, yeah. Yeah, but you, yeah, be, you could be 16. 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm not- uh, Yeah. And she was in a rehab center, which- Yeah. Uh, good, good, good for these boys. Yeah. Uh, like you said, man, shit like that never happened to me. <laughs> well, let me, let me tag on to that story. <laughs> There's another story- Involved. You, you women are y'all, y'all doing it this week. Oh, they on the news this week, boy. So there's a there's a prison in the UK where recently 18 women either were fired or resigned. It was a male prison, supposedly like a like kind of a cush prison okay. in the UK. And um, but they 18 women fired or re, or or resigned because they all had some sexual encounters with the. Uh, the inmates. It was like part of the, like it was culturally like part of the whole thing, right? Like they all just. Oh, I didn't see that. Bro, what are the odds of 18? First off, <laughs> how the fuck are there that many prison, like female prison guards? I don't think there were prison guards, bro. I they think just they just worked, worked there? there. Yeah, I would imagine so, right? You wouldn't want female prison guards with guys. And then what, what leads to that many? That's what I'm saying. It has to be a culturally like acceptable acceptable in that prison like there has to be some something to set up bro you, like you know like becky goes and gets it and then she goes off to samantha and is like bruh it made 66 <laughs> put it down and then or like these guys in here like or they'll put it you know they'll love you like your man won't bro, because these guys ain't got no options or whatever i don't <laughs> yeah know, and i don't know if that but if, if since there's so many 
So there's another thing here that was said that since 2019, 31 female officers in England and Wales have been dismissed over similar charges. And I'm like, do you go into that job? And I, I need a woman's point of view on this. Man. Oh, I, I already know. know You're the only one, bro. I know. Go ahead, finish. Do you go into that job going, I'm going to get some dick? Yeah, bro. Here. Because if for these women, it is a guarantee this dude ain't going nowhere. She ain't got to. <laughs> she. She ain't got to worry about she him got going on Friday night. She ain't got to worry about him asking to hang with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> He's the greatest boyfriend of all time. And she gets to go home. She gets to go home. And they be like, I know where you at. She ain't got to worry about no cell phone. He ain't texting no other bitches. He ain't got, he not no, he just, he's just banging the other, the other guard. The other guard that's there. Oh man! Or oh, whatever their whatever their jobs. Yeah, it, it didn't make him seem like like, like, like they and were nurses, guards, but, and yeah. then yeah, again, man. If I went to jail, that shit would never happen to me. <laughs> oh man, this is wild, bro. Dude, I saw this chick this week. Did you hear the story about the girl that married herself? No. So this this uh, this woman, uh, her name is Sophie Mari, twenty five, and I'm sure there's like there's some clickbaity shit to this, but she she married herself. Uh, it, it like had a whole ceremony and a whole nine. Um, you can do that. I, I guess where so, is this? bro. Ooh, good question because it doesn't say where she's based out. I think this is in the UK too. And twenty four hours later, she said, "I can't take this anymore, so I'm is moving it into no, divorce." <laughs> I just want to get it annulled. <laughs> that, uh, bitch, that bitch couldn't stand her, this, right? <laughs> this bitch is annoying. <laughs> she's so needy. Welcome to our world. <laughs> Bro, she one of those like if I woke up tomorrow was a potato, will you still love me? And this bitch was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you got tired of herself real quick. <laughs> so they allowed that. So it was like an ordained fucking like yeah, dude, wedding. She had a whole ceremony. Has or did she go thing? to or did she go to Vegas? And then they were just like, I sure, wonder man, if that's you what she did. Pay us, pay us our fifty dollars, and we'll we'll marry you. Let me to let me expand the article because I got the the shorter version. Uh, so marries herself, considers divorce twenty four hours. Um, here we go. Sophie Mari uh, from Bindu. Wait, twenty four year old Gujarat gone viral. Oh, I think she's somewhere in the Middle East. Actually, I get it. Why you'd marry yourself there, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, it's, this shit It's either me or the dude the, from the cave. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Osama and him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she does look Middle like, Eastern. Yo, just uh, you know what, man? She wouldn't have had trouble finding somebody though. I, yeah, I'd marry me too. Like, yeah, yeah, no, but she's a good-looking lady, man. Yeah. But still. Nah, but she, she but, but even <laughs> that just begs the question, right? Even she got tired of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, but she in, in a day or two is that good looking that tells you that there's something wrong with her. Like there's a level of crazy there that um you know, you ever see somebody good looking and you're like, Oh, you and you ain't dating oh you're Oh yeah, like you're not married or yeah, you're not you're married. Not, yeah, no one's locked you down yet. Yeah, or no one's locked yeah, you yeah, no one's locked you down. <laughs> Or the person you with doesn't want you. <laughs> You're like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, which screws came off of this one? <laughs> like, uh, damn! You not figure all person. all women have like a level of crazy. It's just what's the level you wouldn't to pull up? We're all a little kooky though, but it's just like yeah, we're all like the level you wouldn't to put up with it changes considerably 
contingent on looks and activities <laughs> <laughs> and enthusiasm and enthusiasm <laughs> if this is the olympics or like you know how they be scoring the gymnasts <laughs> <laughs> or like a pageant you'd be like well you did good in the looks department right. but enthusiasm we had to take out a couple. yeah it's a 6.2 Oh my God, dude! They, why nobody wants to say? But she is some kind of social media influencer, so she probably oh, she is for the for the clicks or whatever. Um, that is hilarious, bro. Yeah, nobody. I've looked through four articles now; none of them tell you what they just said. She's a social media influencer, uh, and of course, and then you have all the comments from people calling her stupid and stuff. I'm sure this is like done as like a as a stunt. I yeah, guess. probably. Yeah, yeah. It still makes it funny, bro. Speaking of like clicks and popular people. Influencers, Billboard just named their fifty Oof. best rappers of all time. Yep. Let me hit you with this list. Man. Go ahead, man. Should I count down or up? I'm not gonna do the all fifty. Ooh. Just do. Should I count down? I count down. You want to count down? Okay. I'm just gonna give you top ten. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give me top ten. Top ten. Number ten. Nicki Minaj. Number nine. What was what was the criteria? Did they say? I didn't see really a criteria, man, and I, and I, and as I read through the article, because they had, they had something on every uh, person. Okay. Um, but there wasn't like, because I was looking at that too, and I'm just going like, well, like this person probably sold more records, or this person had like hit albums year after year after year, but no, it didn't really seem like it was based on, um like success mm. like not solely on on success got it okay like influence in the culture or like yeah just so Nicki Minaj number 10 uh number nine Snoop number eight Drake number seven Lil Wayne number six Notorious B.I.G ready for your top five All right Eminem Tupac, Nas, Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z. It, I mean, obviously, you know I agree with one. <laughs> However, <clears throat> I, dude, I, I think you can make an argument that Drake is the number one greatest rapper of all time. And I know that shit's going to sound crazy. But I think, and he does this for another like year the, or two. Not, like the most stream. I saw, I saw like yeah, the most stream like ever. ever. He has like as many streams as there are people on the planet. Yeah. And dude, Drake is on like a 14 year run of being like the biggest artist in the world in terms of like every year he drops, even if he doesn't drop an album, he drops a song that dominates the summer. He drops, then when he drops an album, it dominates like the radio airwaves. Even the bad ones, quote unquote, are all that people talk about. Culturally, he's made it to where rap, you know, like I know Kanye started with the whole polo shirt thing and people could, you know, make that shift. You didn't have to be a gangster anymore and blah, 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 blah. But I think Drake really took that to the next level where you had a guy rapping about heartbreak. You had a guy rapping about, you know, like family issues. You had a guy rap like it didn't, it wasn't like the thugging. It wasn't like that. And to, to me, man. And then he did some of that too. 
Yeah, and, and he did something that, like, the, right. the guy can rap, right? The guy can sing. The guy is, you know, from a business standpoint, from a commercial success standpoint, from an actual rapping standpoint. And I know you're, he's going to have the stain of the whole ghostwriter stuff and all that. I don't hold that against him just simply because I'm looking at, like, like the criteria isn't, like, a back, you know, because if, if the thing was whoever can rap better, then you're going to have a very different list where you're going to have all these, yep. like, backpack mm-hmm. rappers, right? And you're going to have all these, like, lyricists in there, right? You're going to have Talib Kweli in there and all that, and you don't. So, you, so... To me, uh, the fact that he's what, number I eight, what, I don't even know if he he wasn't even on the so list. On the I list? Don't think, man, and so it's like you can't. So it's clearly not just lyricism. But you say like lyricism. I, I, I always think about, it and I'm and I'm older than you, right? So I think about like Rakim mm-hmm. and and um, uh, who's the dude from Boogie Down Productions? I can't. I'm. I'm, I'm oh, um, fuck. Yeah. Everybody listening listen yeah. to this is yeah, yelling yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yelling yeah, in the yeah, freaking speaker yeah, yeah. like. And listen, the old heads are gonna get on me because they're gonna be like, oh, Wu Tang, and they're gonna give me shit about I can't be Drake, uh, he's a whiny. I'm sorry. Which I think on like Wu Tang, I think they had two members at least that were on the so top fifty. Method Man and Rock. Method Kim, Man, right? no, not Rock Him. Uh, no, no, Rock Him is not wasn't. Oh, Ghostface Killer. Ghostface Killer. Ghostface Killer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see absolutely those guys belong in there. Um, I, yeah, man. I think Kendrick's too low. Kendrick hasn't had the commercial success to me. To, to back me, that up. man, Kendrick, I, I think he's, I think he's a great artist. Absolutely, I don't think he's had the longevity to be a top ten no. yet. And bro. he's in that tier of the Talib Kweli's to me. Kendrick is has had some commercial success, but he isn't the crossover superstar that Drake is or that. Jay Z, but he's had some really, he's had some big hits that were commercial success. No, for right? sure. But like to me, I look at if you go to your, you know, 50, 60 year old family members, have they ever heard of Kendrick Lamar? No, I promise you, they've heard of Jay Z and they've heard of Drake, and they've probably heard of Lil Wayne, and they probably, you know, like these guys transcended hip hop. Well, that's the thing. So as I look at this list, right? So you got, and and and, and again, I don't. Th- this is Billboard, so you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? But I'm gonna take the ones out. So if I go the others in the top ten, mm-hmm. Jay Z, Nas, Tupac, Eminem, Notorious B.I.G., Lil Wayne, Drake, and Snoop. And I don't I, like I'm 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 gonna even drop Nicki Minaj out of there. Matter of fact, they have Nicki Minaj above Kanye. I don't sorry, like I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, like I think I think Kanye should probably be in that tenth spot, and then you drop maybe you drop her down again. I don't want I don't want to diminish what she's done. Yeah, no. And, but the good part about that that I will say about Nicki is she's the highest female on the list, and I think yes. that's right. I think she's the greatest female rapper of all time. For now, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Lauren yeah. Hill, listen, Lauren, no, Lauren is great, but no, no it's great. Yeah, but she has that one album which still slaps. By the way, like you can put that album and let it ride, and it is one of the greatest albums of all time, no doubt. But doesn't have the body of work. That Nicki yep. Minaj does, I agree. and she transcended hip hop. Like she was a like a bona fide pop superstar, yep. like Nicki Minaj was. Yeah, yeah. But also, like you know, with with this, and, and obviously we're in different times. Mm-hmm. Social media has truly like transformed how people get. Like one of the one of the big rappers right now is um was a young boy NBA yeah NBA young boy yeah, yeah. what if it's NBA NBA young boy um. He's done it all through like social media and YouTube, and like YouTube has been his big platform. Yeah, yeah. And that dude is like, like the second, like the second or third most streamed guy like ever. Yeah, it's and it's nuts, and it's just like it's and he's so new. 
No, and I think for someone like that, right, is that like there's becomes this list of criteria. And so he's managed a way to take this generation and sort of really leverage the the accessibility that everyone has now by using these sort of online platforms, right? And he's been able to tap into that algorithm and really sort of uh, uh, tap into all these markets and the streams and stuff. But then I would go, okay, lyrically though, is he is he on par with these guys? What's a song from yeah, NBA Youngboy that you like, go? I don't. That, like to, to me, like that 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 does that's my son's generation. Right? No, like, but they, even they ten it. years from now, like no one's playing an NBA Youngboy song at a at least not any that have come out yet at a party, right? Like not that I know of, but who knows? Like are are my kids thinking different? Listen, if they play like to me, the criteria becomes: a, Do you get played at a wedding? You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever been at a wedding and people still put on, like, uh, Vanilla Ice and they still put on Can't Touch This? Uh, uh, yeah, they, you know what I'm saying? They, you know, they, you end up putting the, 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 the Flo Rida, the, which I don't think he's on this list. Or maybe he is. He's on top. But I go, Flo Rida sure. is one of those people who has, again, maybe lyrically isn't the best. But when you talk about was able to tap into the, uh, into the current generation and was able to tap in using whatever was available to create like a uh, 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 sort of noise for himself and get an eyeballs. And then but dude, flow rider, you could run a whole set as a DJ in a club for an hour, just using flow rider songs and that shit will slap. Like <laughs> you right. You know what I'm doing, bro? What? I'm asking chat GPT. Yeah. And what they say, <laughs> I mean, he's formulating a response. It's formulating a response. Like, I don't know. But anyway, the um, Jay-Z being number one, 14 Billboard, 200 number one albums, most among um, solo acts, over 140 million albums sold, which I, I saw something the other day, man. Michael Jackson's, I think his Thriller album, mm-hmm. 100 million yeah. copies. Nothing will ever do that again. That's what, and that's what, no. whatever I was watching was, was going like, this is, this is retarded. No, nothing it, is, it ever transcends any, anything that's ever happened and probably anything that will ever happen. Yeah. That's one of those records that you could confidently say is never going to be broken. Unless, yeah. unless we get hit by a nuke and we go back to hunter gatherer times and we got to go back to making albums yeah. and stuff. Never, ever. Like it, that's just freakishly big. Like, yeah. It's, it's just crazy. So Jay, going back to Jay-Z, co-founder of Rockefeller Records. 24 Grammys, first rapper inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, and then um, made billionaires out of Rihanna and Kanye, yep. and millionaires out of countless others. Yeah. Dude, I think, listen, and I like Nas. I think Nas is too low on that list. I think Nas is an absolute legend in hip-hop, mm-hmm. but I think when you talk about, inf- like, like if you're taking this list and you're taking all this list of criteria, not Nas checks the box of a lyricist, but... Again, what are the Nas songs that are bigger than, and I'm not talking about like, I know they had beef, but what Nas song is bigger than a Jay-Z song? Like, If I Ruled the World might be Nas's biggest song, and and, and maybe you can- Like commercial-wise. Yeah, commercial-wise. Like, what Nas song is bigger than any Drake song that 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 hit the Billboard number one spot, right? Like, what Nas song is bigger than an Eminem song that even hit number one on the Billboard? Like, I think- and I love Nas. I also think Tupac's way too low because I would put Biggie ahead of Tupac, and that's my East Coast bias. But I also think when dude, we gotta know, stop man, throwing <clears throat> Tupac and Biggie into these conversations because I don't feel like their 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 body of work. Going back to think about Kendrick, I don't think their body of work was long enough. And I see where you're going there, or or, or what you're saying there, dude. Tupac did so much 
he he was dead at what twenty five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was, and he was influential. So I think you it's, have to include. Yeah, him. like that it, yeah. dude. As far as as far as like even like the different the different means of media, mm-hmm. right? Like he was movies. He did. Yeah, right. Yeah, mu- music. Yeah, music, movies. He was politically involved, mm-hmm. right? So, so Ch- ChatGPT. This is funny. So ChatGPT, I, I asked it, what's the what's the top fifty uh, greatest rappers of all time? Um, it says the ranking of the top 50 rappers of all time is a subjective matter and can vary based on personal taste and cultural context. Very true. Mm-hmm. However, here's a list of some of the most influential and acclaimed rappers in the industry in no particular order. Okay. But it did put it in the order. Yeah. <laughs> Tupac, Biggie. I, I just do the top 10. Yeah, Tupac, yeah. Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem, Rakim. KRS One. That's who. KRS One. Yeah, that was Boogie Down Productions. First Blueprint. Yep. Um, LL Cool J, Ice Cube, Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, man. See, see, like to me, I well, I obviously Biggie Pac top ten for sure. Uh, But I think, I think you got to start putting man. I I I think you got to start putting Drake in that conversation of the top three, maybe even one. I think you have to. I think J Cole starts to slide into that top fifteen ish you know it's funny man on here i don't even see drake no wow that's that's crazy how do you not even like yeah i mean again it's a yeah do name a rapper in the last decade that wasn't influenced by drake you can't Dude, like, you know what man so this past weekend i was hang, just hanging out at the house and i was going through spotify and, and 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 just like for like nostalgia i was going to when my sons were born and i was playing music from there and it was like almost every year that they've been alive there's been a Drake hit. Yeah. Or hits. That's what I'm saying. And since 09. Yeah. Yeah. So they were they were two. Dude, that Drake mixtape. And, and and my youngest was was just born. Was just born. Was like 08, 09. And I remember, and it's funny that you say that because that's that's the reason I know it's been so long, is because when my daughter was born, I vividly remember driving in a car, like, you know, like visiting her in a hospital yeah. when she was first born and doing all stuff, listening to Blueprint Three, and then the So Far Gone from Drake. And then listening to his first album that had just come out around that time. Yep. And again, his first two albums, you can just let them ride. And oh, you were yeah. like, oh, shit, this is insane. But like you said, Dude, every most of year albums since, you can, man. No, actually, they're absolutely, they're all good. It's just that he set the bar so high in those first three yep. that everything after that, you're like, oh, it's not, it's not that great. But it, it's okay. But it's not great. And you're just like, yeah, because you had three albums. And I think the issue with him is that. He doesn't have an album that's considered like greatest albums of all time yet, right? He doesn't have that masterpiece, quote unquote. Right. But they're all just great albums, start to finish. They're just not. He just, he doesn't have a blueprint, right? He doesn't have a an Illmatic. He doesn't have a uh uh. And I think that's what he needs is like he doesn't have the one album that you can say, hey, this is a top twenty album all time. Yeah. Maybe like I would argue that his second album should be a uh, a uh, uh, top twenty hip hop albums of all time. It maybe even his first, but I would say his second for sure to me is a uh, is a uh, his second it was what uh uh thank me later or whatever it is, I think is what it is yeah I don't know I don't remember yeah and uh or no take care I think it's the second one take it but so anyway dude he yeah I don't know how you don't have him in this conversation man like like as far as like top three no and again again this is uh but on this on this chat GBT thing I see it's, uh Talib Kweli yeah. Um, you have to do you you if you start going lyricist you got to start including people like Tech Nine you have to start you know you have to include Talib Kweli Most Def uh, Mob Deep you have to you know like you have to start throwing in you know uh, the Wu Tang 
Yeah, I would say not as but, oh, but individually. Dude. Yeah, right. And this shit put Nas twice on the list. That's hilarious. <laughs> it put him at number four and number fifty. And by the way, dude, Nas is still consistent. Like his last couple out, like he re like he dropped, you know, whatever, King's Disease Three or whatever. It's still good. It's still yeah. solid. It's just not gonna have the commercial success that some of these other uh um albums have now. Like even Kendrick, I would say Kendrick's albums don't have the commercial success anymore. After his first one. Maybe to pimp a butterfly was pretty big, and yeah, and I know he won a, a ton of Grammys. But name me one song off of to pimp a butterfly. I can't. Yeah, but as I'm saying, but like most people can't. But like, you know, if if I asked you that about Drake or Jay or Biggie or Pac or those guys, you'd be able to give me multiple songs off the top of your head. Though, like, yeah, yeah. And the one thing that that I, that I made me realize with the Drake thing, man. Like I said, when I was going through with my sons this weekend, and it was we were going through like top hits of you know 2007. All the way up until I think we went to like 2020, and the Drake songs. It was, it was even my son was just like, "Holy crap, man! Like he's been doing this shit my entire life." Yeah, people still look at him as new when you think about it, but he's been yeah, dude, 13, 14 years yeah. of just like you said of consistent. I don't know anybody who has that. And anyway, and then he's also the dude that like if he jumps on your track, your track is like instantly hot. Oh, it was when Drake co-signed you, and he, it was like an immediate. Oh, this guy's gonna blow up. Right, like every every rapper that came out during that time, like whether even Migos, Migos, man, right? the, Drake the, jumps on Versace, the Versace, that's and the, it that's the blows up, dude. Like I, I'm like it, his influence, man, is insane, and it's funny because I'll have this conversation. I know the old heads, and there's a, like probably some listening to this right now, like screaming into the mic, you yeah. know. They, and, I, and I'm <laughs> listen, it's. Again, 10, 15 years from now, Drake is going to be playing at the wedding the same way, you know, you were playing, you know, again, like, and listen, I'm not saying Vanilla Ice is the greatest rapper of all time, but Vanilla Ice has a song that will live in infamy, you know, all time. Uh, MC Hammer has a song that will live in infamy. Like, Drake is going to have songs like, dude, you're going to put on Hotline Bling. Uh, forever for proms and, yeah, and yeah, things yeah, forever, forever. you're gonna yeah you it's just you you know like uh, jay-z you're gonna put on h to the Izzo, or you're gonna put on like hard knock life you can put on most of blueprint three any song with rihanna run this town all this shit it's gonna be any, any song with rihanna. yeah any song he did with rihanna umbrella thing like it's like it, 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 dude it, i forgot that he was on the umbrella yeah Dude, it, he's on Umbrella Run This Town. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, so, yeah. Dude, Beyonce songs that he has that are going to just be played forever. I would argue Beyonce's biggest hits that are going to live in infamy are going to be the ones she did with Jay. Because none of the other, as as great as Beyonce is as an artist and as great as her albums are, and I know she's won Grammys and yada, yada. Again, if you're not a Beyonce freak, right. and I ask you to name me a Beyonce song, you're going to think about Bonnie and Clyde. You're going to think about the drunken love you're gonna think about you know what i mean like those are the songs that are gonna come up dude even alicia keys yeah like, like if you're not a big alicia keys fan, empire state of what mind. song do you know and it's empire state dude of mind. and i thought i thought i thought that i was thinking that, that was like just a few years ago dude that was like same year it's almost what what year and your son was born it's like oh nine yeah is, is it oh yeah. nine blueprint three came out i'm pretty sure oh eight or oh nine Fuck man, I gotta look yeah. at that. I'm pretty sure it's old nine. If I had to, if I had to bet money right now, Blueprint three came out 2009, which is crazy. It's 14 years ago. Let's see. Which also was the introduction to J Cole. 2009. Yeah, dude. Fuck and, man. And, and that's when he introduced J Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So J Cole's been around for 14 years. It's crazy. Like that's and, and listen, man. J Cole, who I think is phenomenal. I don't think deserves to be in the top 10. Maybe not even top 20 because I don't think J Cole has had enough commercial success yet to get into there but again when you start talking about lyricists and 
you know, he starts checking boxes, right? Like, oh, absolutely. So, so you know, I, I just don't think he's had the commercial success. I don't think he's had the influence that some of these guys have had. So, and I think that's why you leave J. Cole sort of out of this conversation. But as a pure lyricist, J. Cole's amazing. Like, it's just that when you start looking at influence on the culture, start looking at commercial success, you start to, like, man, I always start to, like, does your grandmother know who they are? Like, that's when you reach this level of superstardom is, like, it, it is when when people transcend the thing that they do. You know, like, and you can apply that to everything. Dude, sports. Michael Jordan. Everybody knew who Michael Jordan yeah, was. It didn't matter. In the like, world. He transcended. Tiger Woods yeah. transcended golf. Like, And so to me, you have to factor that in these conversations. And people like Jay and Drake have, tr- you know, Tupac, Biggie, Eminem have transcended their art form. Kanye, for better or worse, has transcended yep. his Dude, art form. As a matter of fact, man, one of the things that when I was playing the, the music throughout the, through the years this weekend with my sons, there was a lot of Kanye hits that he's like, who's that? And I'm like, you know who that is. Like, listen to the voice. And he's like, no, I don't know. Who's that? Who's that? And it was like, Kanye. And it was hit after hit. And it was like, that's and Kanye. And it's such a shame that's because Kanye. your kids Kanye. know crazy Kanye. You're right. They don't know Kanye had a five-year run of just <laughs> boom, boom. Dude, you take Kanye's career from uh, uh, college dude, dropout fucking, like, yeah, to graduation. Like to, oh, my that shit, God, man, bro. Like, just, he had like a three-year run. That? I think probably same time frame, bro. Uh, he's like, that's from like 07 to like 2010, 2011. Dude, beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, graduation, college dropout, late registration are probably four of the greatest 30 hip hop albums of that all time. That Through the Wire song, 2004. Look, oh my God. Look at that. Yeah. So, so he probably had a good, I mean, decade. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, decade. And it's a shame. And he your still, kids, guys, I mean, right? Like, Donda is is is, yeah, is good, good, too, right? Yeah. But but I don't, I don't think it, it... Some of the songs that we listened to was just, like, the commercial success of them. And then my kids were just like, who's that? Who's that? And it was like, that's Kanye. That's Kanye, too. That's him, too. That's him, too. So it was cool to, it was cool to go through that with But them. you're going to have, like, from that era, you're going to have, like, Gold Digger just... It's gonna be playing infamy. You're gonna have yeah. through the wire. That's gonna live in infamy. You're gonna, you know, like there's stuff. Dude, and what was the what was the album that he did with with Jay Z? Oh, Watch the Throne. Watch the Throne. Yeah. Like what year was that? Oh my God, 2011 maybe. Shit. Because that was the one. 2012, 2011, some, 2012. I was playing some of those songs too. 2011, bro. Yeah. Dude, it's. Yeah, that's it's, it's crazy. Like, like my, my my oldest were four. So they like I said, all they know is the guy that makes shoes and you know drops an occasional song that isn't very good now. But he the crazy dude he, that we watched on CNN the other day. Watched on CNN. Yeah, that's what yeah. they know him as, man. And they don't know him as the guy who just. That's why I think I think you're right. He deserves to be in the top ten because when you, again you factor in his you know like the, the longevity. Yeah, man. I think he sucks as a lyricist, but it's he's undoubtedly had some the of the greatest album bro. just yep his production value is dude, it's crazy it's crazy and so that gave him some of the greatest dude if you were making a list of 25 greatest hip-hop albums of all time kanye probably has four of them i think his first four albums you could argue or not first four because i, I think 808s and heartbreaks is in there somewhere but i think you could argue late registration college dropout graduation and my beautiful dark twisted fantasies are four of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time at least twenty five to thirty. Yeah, if we arguably, were making a, man, yeah. yeah. Like like you could have a reasonable argument that those are in that in that conversation, man. Which is and, and then I go, but if you're just taking hip hop albums, then there's probably two Drake albums in there. There's probably four or five Jay Z albums in there. There's definitely the album they have together is one of the greatest hip hop albums oh, that we ever that made. One is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, so yeah, I and and I don't think 
like as much as I think KRS One, and you sort of have to pay homage to that era, and and you know the the guys from uh, uh, Run DMC and those guys. I don't think that you have an album of those guys that you go, oh, you that that is a all time classic. You play that forever, like the same way people talk about Illmatic or they talk you know about what, Reasonable man? Doubt. What I always find about hip hop is like if you are listening to like eighties hip hop, like it's almost like there's like a distinct sound. Mm. And I wouldn't say I, I would say that it changed from like early eighties to like late eighties, but there's almost like a distinct sound where you go like, Yeah, that's like eighties hip hop. Yeah. No, like, there definitely is. Yeah. Right. And then but I feel like nineties hip hop, and I could be wrong, but there's 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 songs in in like especially in the in the late nineties that you go if you played that shit today somebody would be like that's new like i never heard that like there are there, there are about songs. Dre, still dre dude there's yeah there's stuff there's even stuff from from like the the whole dipset crew that oh, that that, yeah. that, that that people haven't heard and if you play it now like, squad at that time dude, yeah dipset man, at that there's time. some stuff oh, man that, nelly where you, you forget nelly was like 20 something years ago now the, that era, the oh, Saint Lunatics, right, that was 2000, 99, 2000, yeah, yeah, when those yeah. guys blew up. And you, if you played that today, you would think it came out today. No, you're right. Like even, dude, Lil Wayne to me, which I, I know oh, we didn't man. spend a lot of time on Lil Wayne. No, but he's in the he's in this in this top ten conversation. He, I, Lil Wayne. I mean, he deserves to be top ten. I think Lil Wayne could make an argument for number one, man. And I think Lil Wayne could make an argument, definitely top five, but I think you could make a reasonable argument for number one for Lil Wayne. I think the only thing going against Wayne for number one is that he didn't, like he transcended hip hop for sure, but there isn't enough people outside of like that genre that know the music per se, right? They might know Lil Wayne, the guy. Right. And so I think that's definitely part of it, but I don't know that enough people who are like, you know, maybe they like other genres of music, but they're like, oh, I fuck with Lil Wayne. You know, like, I don't know that there's but then enough how many, that. Yo, bro, how many mixtapes that dude dropped oh too, God, man? used to be a that, saying. That should have been, that should have been like Oh, they're better than most albums. albums. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a saying. It was like, oh, mixtape Wayne hit different. Like, and it was so true, man. You're like, you like, oh, you get mixtape Wayne, which is like what the what the Carter albums became. It was like, yo, you oh, got yeah, mixtape Wayne. Uh, uh, dude, and consistently, again, Wayne's been doing this shit since he was like 13, 14 years old. You talk about in 2000, when, when the big time Rod and number one stunner and the block is hot and all that shit. He was a young cat. He was a young cat. I was 22, 23 years ago. And you're talking about today, Wayne just dropped a song like last week and it slaps. And you're like, all right, man, like the the, the he is, I think, could make an argument for Yeah, I think I think a lot of these guys you could, man. I think I think Eminem you can make an argument for 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 being the top guy. I, I think Jay Z feels right because of what he's done. Not only with his with, with the music, but even outside of that. Yeah, you know, I think I think he was the first one to show rappers you could build a brand and you could own a piece yourself. You know, like between taking the label and doing, I think just at that scale yeah. is like he was the first one to go, no, no, you guys can make this music, but don't take that advance. It's 50K is not a lot of money. Like, you know, he was that guy, I think yeah. that sort of became the 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 person that you look to from a business perspective of the right way to do it which oddly enough came from necessity because no one would give him a deal right so you know it it's it sort of it's funny man you i look at his business acumen it's like anyone who's like a drug dealer and all that stuff like you go some of these guys have to be good at business and then you have to be good at business with these parameters that are vastly different than everybody else's, right? Like you have to find distribution and all this sort of shit and, and, and cash flows and all that stuff. 
while hiding it and yeah, while like right, working right. the system is working against you and so in some ways the people who've done that really really well usually are pretty high iq so like uh yeah, I, I think he his business acumen has taken him to just a, a different stratosphere, man, uh, uh, in terms of like hip hop and all that. And I go, if Jay-Z drops an album tomorrow, your kids are not listening. And that's probably like, you know, it starts to fade away. But I think most of the people, the, the world will stop and will go like, oh, fuck, Jay's dropping an album, you know, minus the 14 year olds. Yeah. You know, like you, you go because I would say the 14 year olds probably aren't listening to Drake now. They're probably looking at like Yachty and NBA. Oh Young yeah, people. no, and yeah. and and totally so. But I will say that um, so amongst like my so like my my fifteen year olds and then their cousins that are the same. So they're like fifteen, about to turn sixteen. Um, a few of them that like, there was a few of them that that were sort of into Drake, mm-hmm. and then and that wasn't until this last album. And then kind of listening back to some other shit where they were just like, fuck, man, this guy's, you know, this dude's really good. And this this last album is really good. And then and then I'd say this this past weekend where my son was just like almost like fuck, like he's been doing this shit my entire life. And it's just bangers year after year. Dude, and that's so fucking hard, bro. Cause so how many artists have a moment in any genre, forget rap. How many artists have a moment a year, too? You know, like Bad Bunny right now. Hottest, you know, guy for the last two years. You know, if we're talking about Bad Bunny a decade from now, you're like, holy shit, this guy's had a career. But you go, if Bad Bunny doesn't just falls off all of a sudden, he right. was he was a moment. Yeah, he was. Right, like he was just a moment. And you know, a good moment. Like you can't take that away from him. But it it's it's the doing what he's doing now over a decade, over which time. is what like Drake has done and what Jay has done and what somebody and M has done and all that, like Lil Wayne, like doing that is what separates you, I think, from from because you're gonna have a lot of guys who are like in the moment are hot. And then you just they're just gonna fall off the face of the earth at some point in time. They're not gonna have that consistency. Yeah, not, not, not everybody has that has that that Mm-mm. drive and that grind to Mm-mm. to to do it for a long period of time. No man, what? Bro, how we doing on time? Dude, we're hour thirteen in. Oh, you got anything you want to close on? Do you, you want to do you want to touch at all on the NFL free agency stuff? Or you Let's wanna, do it. You want to touch? Real, okay, I do. I, I want to touch on one thing for me. Yeah, good. Because there's been a lot of things going on this week. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Um. There's been, you know, multiple signings that that have been kind of kind of big for a lot of teams. The one that's been bothering me the most, man, is Lamar Jackson. Okay. So he still doesn't have. I think he's he is now able to go and kind of shop himself around yep. officially. So somebody made a comment about something that he refused, like a contract that he refused. Yeah. On Twitter, he goes, "Nah, I didn't refuse that. The one that I refused." was a three-year, $133 million, all 100% of it guaranteed. Bro, that to me, like, I kind of felt bad for him. And then I go, what is that? That's 40-something million a year? About 44, yeah. Who Who's worth that? There's only there's only a few guys that you go if you're gonna pay somebody that it's it's your it's, him, yeah. it's your it's your Patrick Mahomes guys it's, right it's the it's the Tom main Brady's correct who, who never made that never by made the way it. but yeah forty four million dollars a year for three years fully guaranteed bro but I don't feel sorry for you anymore I don't either and I know and listen I understand it from Lamar's perspective of the longevity you want long term money bro but. Listen, you you don't want it, you want to turn that down? It's fine. Yeah, it's your money, your life. I'm just saying, yeah. like, 
there's most of us out here are are I don't want to say struggling, but most of us out here depend on our paycheck week to week. Mm-hmm. Three years at forty something million dollars a year, do you're setting up? You still have you set yourself up. There's generational wealth. Yeah, I think. Man, it's funny. I yeah, I can't really want to say this, but I don't think Lamar should get what he's asking for. Listen, good for him if he does. I, I do what, think what's he asking for. I, don't even I know. do think. Well, they've there's been rumors that they've offered him two fifty, and he's turned that down. Well, two hundred. He wants he wants more than Deshaun Watson got. So what was Deshaun Watson's deal? But he wants his all guaranteed. So and I think that's the issue they're having is I think they've offered him like a five year two fifty and say one fifty guaranteed or one forty, and the rest of it is incentives, and he's turned that down because I think he's more concerned with the guaranteed money. I do understand him turning down three years. Like I get that part. However, the guaranteed money sort of makes up for them only giving you three years because generally you would get five years and you're not getting guaranteed full amount. So that's more than you would have had guaranteed anyway. I just think that, A, this is going to be a correction. I think Deshaun Watson broke the market, and I think the owners are looking to correct it again because they're going, this is not sustainable. Like, what is going to happen when you have to give Daniel Jones $35, $40 million? There's a problem, right? So, like... I think this is the market's response to these really shitty deals that they had to give that they gave to Deshaun Watson and um, somebody else got a deal around the same time that was just egregious. But like, I think this is the market's going to correct itself. But dude, at at in three years, he's twenty nine. Yeah, but he's injury prone, and I think that's why he isn't getting what he what he wants. He's you think about it, he missed half of the season last year. He missed half no, of the season this year. I'm not. I'm not faulting them for giving him yeah. three years. I'm faulting him for not taking. No, absolutely. I like, get that. If yeah. you got the hundred and thirty-three million guaranteed over a three-year period, it's just like, bro, no one's making that. I also think that maybe Deshaun Watson might be. I don't even know what his. No, deal. his deal is like something four or five years, like two fifty, bro. Deshaun Watson's contract is stupid for a quarterback. Yep, it was unheard of, and I think it's the amount of guaranteed money that makes it really crazy. But, I, man, and I've been saying this since Lamar Jackson was turning down deals. Lamar Jackson wants too much money for a guy who's injury prone. He wants too much guaranteed money for a guy who's injury prone. And I think by him turning down three years, he knows he's injury prone because he's telling you. He's gone. Yeah. That, yeah. That he's not going to. That, hey, in three years, you may not want to give me. Because, you know, like if, you, if you're Patrick Mahomes or somebody who's going to bet on yourself, you're going to go, cool, I'll give you three, but I'm coming for a seven-year deal next year. And it's going to cost you significantly more. I'll just prove my worth. I think someone like but Lamar Jackson. But isn't that better, man? If because you think nothing, you're going to get there. But if you're Lamar Jackson and you've missed 16 games or whatever it is, 15 games over the last two seasons, you got to start to ask yourself, is my body going to hold up? Does my style of play is it conducive to a long NFL career? So then, are you worth that? You know what I'm saying. So, so I don't are think you he is. Worth I think that's why that. they're not giving him that, right? Like, I think I think they offered him what he's worth. I think. And listen, people are gonna make the the whole like he's a two time MVP and da da like or no, 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 no. or one time MVP. Dude, but I think there's a lot of teams out there that that could have snatched them up but no one has but no one has no one has and i think that tells you that i think a the owners are in, in a sense probably colluding to like bring down this market that is out of control but also i think there's some questions to i don't think anybody's questioning his talent i think they're questioning can he can he hold up but his talent in the sense of do i want to pay a quarterback who is run first you know can't really throw the ball that great listen and i know he's won an mvp 
So has Cam Newton. So has a lot of other, you know, Tim yeah. Tebow's won playoff games. Like all the, like, like it doesn't make you a great quarterback. I think that not when you're going to commit the franchise to you. I think that what they offered him was fair, man. And, and so, and I think if it wasn't, you would have seen a line of people offering him money. Like I, I, I thought Atlanta would be in line to give him money. I thought, you know, um, Oh, Dak was the other one that I was thinking about that broke the market for the quarterbacks. Yeah. But you would have seen plenty but of dude, people. Oakland, San Fran. Yeah. I mean, the you Jets. plug them in anywhere. Jets, right. Yeah. And I, I, dude, I don't know, man. The I, Giants, if you're getting ready to give Daniel Jones that money. and you Yeah, go, like why wouldn't you give, just give it to Lamar? Like, it's just. Yeah, it's it's yeah. strange, man. I just, this this was the, I normally, bro, and not normally, and, and I don't ever care of what athletes get paid. I just this one has been in the spotlight and he's held up signs that the fans made for him where it was like pay Lamar now, right? All that shit. And he and he kinda like I mean I know that part of his injury was probably prolonged. Oh for by, sure. Because right? he by wanted, him he because wanted the he wanted to, Oh, let's see how you do without me kind of thing. Correct. I, yeah. So it hurt him though, I would say. Yeah. And the thing is is that and like I say, I, I never really I don't care what they get paid, but in this situation, it's become so public, and I'm going, bro. They just offered you generational wealth, and you turned, and it was all guaranteed, and you turned it down. By the way, Deshaun Watson is five year, two hundred and thirty yeah. million. Yeah, he broke the market, bro. That's right. crazy. That, that that's not sustainable, and and he broke it. And listen, by the way, the person in me wants Lamar Jackson to get whatever he wants. Like I, I think that the business person in me goes, "There's no way in hell." that I give you that the fan in me is like, listen, man, like if you can get it good for you, mm -hmm. but I, I just, uh, it just, I think these guys forget that this is a business sometimes. And I know it's a business for them as well, which is why they're trying to get the most they can now because the NFL is, a, a, a you know, we saw that this year. It is a game where every play could be your last play as a professional. And right. so you're trying to, and so I get that you're trying to set yourself up and your family up. And I'm sure Lamar takes care of his family and all this. I get it. But like you said a hundred and something million dollars. Yeah. And like how much is it? Like how much is enough? Yeah. And he's marketable, right? Like you could use him, like he'll get endorsements. I'm sure he'll get good uh, apparel deals. Just and all don't that don't stuff. let him talk. Yeah. No, just give him apparel deals. <laughs> <laughs> where yeah. he where he runs around dude and, and is that part of it like let's be honest like is that you know like oh that's is that part of point, it like yeah, I, I know it's not a conversation that like people on espn want to have and all that but is it that hey you can't put uh, uh lamar jackson in a boardroom in corporate america is, does that present an issue right like the same way you could with cam newton the same way you could with tom brady you could with, with patrick Mahomes, and deshaun you can with deshaun watson you can you know like with these guys you can put them in a room full of people and they talk to them and he's eloquent and well-spoken and all that stuff like Lamar Jackson isn't that. Does it make him less of a person? No, but it it is also you're the CEO of a of a company. You're the highest paid employee there. You're the representative of the uh, of the brand. Essentially, it's like you know, does that play into it? Maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm sure it does. I'm, no one's gonna say that, but I'm sure that does play into like, yeah, man. I can't send Lamar out to a banquet or whatever, you know, without him being just a guy signing autographs or right. whatever. And I'm sure Lamar has more to offer but dude the other part of this that i think is a problem is he represents himself him and his family i think represent he doesn't have an agent he doesn't have an agent which and, he actually he put that in his twitter post yeah it's like bro that's <laughs> that's the longer this goes on the longer you're just proving why people need agents like because dude what happens if he so he gets franchise no one makes an offer like maybe draft day comes and someone unloads the draft bank gives it to baltimore whatever they they they, they agree on a sign and trade or whatever right cool what if they don't and he has to come back on a franchise tag? Which and they did. They did tag him, right? They did. 
So he's going to have to play under a franchise tag. And what happens if he gets hurt again? Now next year it offers 100 mil. You know, like, like it's just like, I, it's a gamble, like, for him. But it, it, it could burn you, like, later on, especially someone who's been injury prone like he has. Like, I just... Yeah, man. It, it, and it's like, like you said, he'll be 29 in three years. Generally, you don't get more durable. So I wonder if, um, I wonder if, if agents are, are like chomping at the bit oh, to get to him happiness. or not. No, no. I think they're, they're probably taking their clients and pointing to that and going, look at this guy, how talented, former MVP. This is, right. this is not. Look, he can't he even can't get, get what himself he wants. a deal because he doesn't have one of us. Because I guarantee you, this would have been closed with an agent, I think. Because I think an agent, A, would have been a voice of reason for him. Right. But they also would have been able to, like, sort of manipulate the market to throw out feelers and get bidding wars together, right? Like, Lamar doesn't have that sort of, like, I don't know how Lamar would even go about reaching yeah, out to other is, teams. Yeah, is it him? Was it his family? It's his, his family. Mom it's his mom or something. Or yeah, something? like, it's him and his mom or something like that or not. Some yeah, shit I mean, like, like that, man. Uh, listen, I, would imagine, I would imagine his mom doesn't know much about, you know, being an agent. Listen, some things you just need to call Drew Rosenhaus for, bro. <laughs> Like, Dude, that's a guy. Like, like, when we said agent, that's the guy's face that freaking flashed up for like me. Jerry Maguire just you got some, yeah. sometimes you gotta just you 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 gotta yeah. And that yeah. movie was I think it's loosely based, based on Drew loosely Rosenhaus. based on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, it's just sometimes you there's a reason these guys get what they get and they're worth what they're worth. Like the agents I'm talking yeah. about, like. I know it's it, some people look at it as like a, a, a sort of sleazy business and all that stuff. But the ones who are really good at their job, like a Drew Rosenhaus, who has done this for decades now and is well respected and trusted by clients like. And as that was multiple personalities. Yes. Across the yes, board. All of them from the T.O.'s of the world. Yep. to Yeah. Like like Drew Rosenhaus is, is a legend for a reason. And you call him, bro. <laughs> like, just call him. Like, you would have you would have you would have been playing. You would have been rehabbing. You would have been doing that already. You wouldn't have to worry about negotiating a deal. With the Baltimore Ravens, man. And listen, I hope he gets what whatever he wants, man. Like, yeah. you know, God bless him. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. On that, let's get the hell out of here. All right, man. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> um, tell them where they can find us. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, yeah fuck. I got ahead. Sorry. Of it. Scratch that. Scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I edit that out in the audio. Yeah, take it out. Take it out. <laughs> listen, if you're not already following us at the Carbon Football Podcast on Instagram, the Carbon Footprint uh, Pod on Twitter. Uh, oh no, Carbon FP Pod on Twitter, uh, the Carbon Football Pod on TikTok, uh, the Carbon Football Podcast on YouTube, and then uh, all your favorite streaming platforms, man: Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Audible, all of it, man. We're, we're out there, so so go find us. Uh, make sure you hit like on the video, subscribe, so that you get that notification when they drop. Uh, drop a comment in there. We we do like to respond to all the comments and all that, and so um, yeah, yeah, that definitely uh. Hit, hit us up, man. Yeah, and we we messed up on the video last week. We don't know what happened. We just, yeah, so no uh, sorry, still appears episode, to be working right now, uh, so we should have a video. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but on that, we appreciate you guys, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Peace.